0: He has uh, oversight of and input into, and uh, is, is in many ways is 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 an absolutely fantastic church leader and builder. He saw Caroline said to me, "How can this be possible?" I said, "I don't know, but it's just on his bio." But I know the story. He saw uh, his church grow by 600% in three years, and um, just you know just saw God move uh, incredibly. He's a very humble guy. You'll like him a lot. So I'd encourage you to come on that 21st, and uh, Josh will be leading that service through with some of the guys, Uh, but we're going to have a great time together, amen? Amen. So I want you to know that with intentionality, we've plotted out this month, and uh, really just seeking to be open to what God has for us. Julie's already alluded to that phrase, prayer should be our first response, and not our last resort, and I I just want to encourage you, if you haven't got a, a, a personal prayer guide, then I'd like you to come and take one. Uh, because this is very much uh, was laid in foundationally uh, at the beginning of this year into the life of the church and there's a number of prayers that you can use you can use it as a prayer guide to take you through you'll notice that many of us have different colored bands on it actually says pray first this is very helpful for me on my right hand because when I'm tempted to go like that I see it and I think I need to pray first oh, that was a joke by the way guys you but you all understand it might be that or that but as soon as I go like that I see pray first and think, oh okay Better put my hand down. I need to pray and uh, and lay hold of God. So, you know, it may be that you'd like one of these bands. Please take one. And also, just to say as well, this has been really helpful for me. I have to be honest, where I've just taken from Monday through to Saturday, and I've just prayed through different things around Arena Church. Just give us a wave if you've done if you've done that at different times. There's numbers of you. It's really really helpful. And I'd encourage you just to take one if you'd like to pass one on to somebody else. Then then that's fine. But You know, all this resource is here for you. We're trying to create just a foundation of prayer in the life of the church. And that's really what I want to just take a moment to speak into, if I may. But before we take a little bit of time to pray, I want to just share something out of just some inspirational thoughts, if that's okay. So I wonder if you've got a Bible, if you want to turn with me to Romans and chapter four, it's going to come up on the screen because I'm actually going to read it from the message version. So it may actually not be wise for you to follow it from your Bible. And the message version is just a contemporary version of the Bible. It's a paraphrase. I wouldn't encourage you to just read the message and that's it. I'd encourage you to read the New King James or the New International or something like that. And then use the message because it just breaks it down a little bit easier. But just for tonight, I'm going to use the message in its entirety. And I'll read it through and then I'll make some comments. It says this, we call Abraham father. Father. Not because he got God's attention by living like a saint. But because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Isn't that what we've always read in scripture? God saying to Abraham, I set you up as a father of many peoples. Abraham was, note this, Abraham was first named father and then became a father. Because he dared to trust God to do what only God could do. Raise the dead to life with a word, make something out of nothing. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. Deciding not to live on the basis of what he saw, he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. I thought we'd get an amen there. And so he was made father of a multitude of peoples. God himself said to him, you are going to have a big family, Abraham. You may just need to follow me on the media desk because there's a number of things that I want to say. In notes there, and and before we get into it, if you want to understand why this has been written, because um, the Apostle Paul was writing to the church at Rome and he was trying to help them understand a number of key principles. And he often used the narrative of the Old Testament to bring it into the New Testament. So in this instance, you'll find this story reading out about Abraham. You'll find it from Genesis chapter 15. Genesis is the first book in the Bible. So if you're not sure where, the, where it is, and if you haven't got a Bible, we can let you have one. But Genesis is the first book in the Bible. It's where you'll find about Noah and his ark. It's where you'll find about Adam and Eve. And if you just read through the chapters, you'll come to... Around um, Genesis 11, it first names Abraham and his father. But it's really chapter 15 when we start to get this story. And how it unfolds is, is an old man. And he had the promise of having a big family. And it wasn't happening for him and his wife. But God, you know, spoke a word and then broke in to Abraham and Sarah, and they ultimately had a child, a son called Isaac. And you'll read it from Genesis 15 uh, through to Genesis 21. And Paul was trying to use that story to just help us understand some important principles. And these are the principles that I want to lay out, and it has context for you, and it also has context for this town in which we're operating because there's a verse in there, I don't know whether we can find it, please, Olivia, where there's a line in there, and it says, when everything was hopeless. It says there, when everything, we'll just have to think it's on the next slide. Oh, there it is. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. I don't know about you, whether when you've been in hopeless situations. I don't know whether you're going through a hopeless situation where it feels utterly hopeless, and you think, well, where does this go? What does this mean? What does this mean for me? What does this mean for my family? How is this going to work out? There have been numbers of times when I felt like I've been, and I actually have been in a hopeless situation. Hopeless being, I have no charge over this situation. Nothing that I do or say can change it. That, for me, is really hopeless. You feel utterly powerless. Has anybody ever been in those situations? where you feel utterly powerless. Nothing that you can say or do can change anything. When I look at the world, I have to be honest, with my doom and gloom spectacles on, I just see a hopeless world. I just see it getting darker and darker. I just see it getting more difficult. But I'm reminded, I've been reminded over a number of weeks, when it gets darker and darker, light shines best in dark places. So actually when it feels hopeless, God's light shines forth. The darker room that you're in, we'll take you upstairs, it's really dark. All you need is a flicker of a match and all of a sudden the darkness evaporates and goes. So sometimes we find ourselves in hopeless situations. Sometimes as a church we can find ourselves in a hopeless situation. I have to be honest to you, as I look around, this town that I actually love, this town of Mansfield that I love, because I grew up here, I'm not so sure about the football team, I can say that because Paul Stokes is not here tonight, there's many things around this town that people have said are utterly hopeless, bad about it, there's been prophets of doom and gloom, and, but when I look on, I see it pretty hopeless. But it says there, when everything was hopeless, what's the next line? Abraham believed anyway. And what I want to encourage you this evening is when everything seems hopeless, when everything is hopeless for you, when everything is hopeless in the church, this isn't being podcast, is it? Or it might be. I won't say what I'm just about to say then. I'll I'll, I'll move on from there. There are situations that we can go into that seem utterly hopeless I want to say, let's be a people that believe anyway. When your work colleagues are saying all kind of nonsense about Mansfield, I want you to believe anyway. Believe that God's going to do something anyway. When there's only 30 of us here, when there's only five of us here for a prayer meeting morning, and we have revival broke out because there's five and usually there's only two, we can look at it and think it's pretty hopeless. But I want us to believe anyway. Is that okay? I want to stir your heart to believe God anyway. And there's a number of principles, just very quickly, that I just want to lay in. The first thing is this. We note that it says around Abraham that Abraham was first named father and then he became a father. If you're taking notes, all I wrote here is he was first named, then became. He first was named And then he became, I want to say this, we as a church have got to start behaving like we're a church of a thousand people. I'm not talking about that we've got the swagger, Josh. If you want swagger, we have to follow Josh. Josh has got all the swagger like Jagger, okay? (laughs) He's got more swagger than Jagger, absolutely. I'm jesting. I'm not talking about with bowling and we were out in, in Alabama, and Paul Stokes did his swagger. He, if he would have been here, I would have got him. He was giving it large, wasn't he? It was really funny to see, actually, this policeman, you know, giving the, the old swagger. But anyway, I'm not talking about swagger. I'm not talking about being big-headed. and I'm not talking, talking about being up ourselves. But I am start to, asking us to start behaving like we're a father. Behave like we have hundreds of people. Behave like... You know, God is at work amongst us. Because sometimes I get the feeling that we walk in here and we're not behaving like that. Do you understand? I won't go into the story, but Caroline and I, for, for a couple of years, we were really struggling, can you believe it now, to have children. It was just the way it was. We hadn't had any, we just didn't know what was going on. And I remember just getting a real prophetic word, I knew. And, I, and Caroline said, where are you going? And I, went, I drove into the Milton Keynes, we was living in Milton Keynes at that time, and there was a Disney store. And I felt the Lord say to me, you need to go and buy a Winnie the Pooh. I remember going and buying this Winnie the Pooh cuddly toy. And I brought it back and she says, what have you done? I says, this is for our baby. This is for our baby. And within, within months, within months, God just, you know. What I'm saying to you, I started behaving like one. And then I became one. And I want to encourage you guys. And us as a church to start behaving, not like we just have 70, 80, 90 people. I'm not asking us to be big-headed. Please understand the tension here. I am asking us to just start having some faith in our hearts and start to believe. We've got to start to speak. I'm not talking about the blab and grab. We've had this confession series. But start to speak all that God wants to do. You know what it says about Abraham? It says, you're the father of many nations. He said to him, look, at, look, at, look in the sky. There was no ozone layers then. he said, look up in the sky. I mean, this man loves going camping and all the, roughing it and all the rest with Neil Austin. And they love it. You know, Andy Flynn, they love it. These boys, God bless you. Yeah, I, like the, I like creature comforts and hot water. Anybody with me who loves hot water? Yeah. See, all the ladies said. There we are. Okay. But, you know, as you're out camping, you look up in the sky and it's a beautiful evening and you see the stars. That's what he said to him. Look up in the skies. So your offspring's going to be, you know, look at the sand on the seashore. So your offspring's going to be. We've got to start... Believing that we are first named, then we become. The second thing it says about him, he dared to trust God to do what only God could do. He dared to trust God to do what only God could do. There's a man by the name of Pastor Bill Hybels. He's in Willow Willow Creek and got tens of thousands in his church. And he uses this catchphrase, only God. There are some things, you know, that only God can do. You look on and think that's the work of God. You see, I am so passionate about wanting God to break out in Mansfield and Ilkeston in this area and do something so incredible that they look on and say, "That cannot be Christian, because Christian hasn't got the capabilities of that, and you guys haven't either. This could only be God. Because some of your friends and family, that's what's going to take to bring them to Jesus. They're looking for only God moments. We have to press into them. We have to believe, in, believe for that. We have to lean in for those. It says in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Again, I love what the message says. It says this, trust God from the bottom of your heart. And don't try to figure out everything on your own. Abraham dared to trust God. That was the worst thing for me to say as a kid. Not so much now, I dare you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I just dare you. I didn't even need the double dare. If my mum wasn't looking, I was in. If my mum was looking, she's looking now. I needed the double dare and sometimes the triple dare. If I got the triple dare, and certainly if there was money involved, I'd, I'll give you this if you, oh, I, was, I was in. Okay. Abraham dared to trust God. And thirdly, it says this. Abraham believed anyway. Deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. We need to first be named, then become. We need to dare to trust God. And we need to live on the basis of what God can do, not on what you see. I get the feeling tonight, it's not my intention to preach. We're going to pray in a moment. But I get the feeling that some of you are living. I understand because I have been there. And we all are there if we're honest. Sometimes we can't help it, but we just live by what we see. Because everything seems black. Everything seems as though it's not getting better, it's getting worse. And the more we pray, the worse it becomes. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And we cry out to God and we're encouraged by messages like this, but it just seems so difficult. I just want to encourage and galvanize your faith. Live on the basis of what God can do, not on what you see. Because what you see might be not what God's seeing. It says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, Paul said, we walk by faith and not by sight. What are you walking by? What are you seeing? What are you observing? What are you feeding your heart and mind with? Some of you are feeding it with rubbish. You're filling it with Coronation Street. You're filling it with this rubbish novel. You're filling it with this magazine. I want to encourage you to fill yourself with God's word. Feed on God's word. That is where you'll receive all the encouragement, all the help, all the source of strength that you need is found in God's word. There's about three who believe that. You're more into the Coronation Street than the Bible, I can see. Lord Jesus, please help me tonight. Amen. Listen, we need to live on the basis of what God can do, not on the basis of what you see. And in this church... You know, you need to know, there are times when I just look and I think, God, six years in the journey, I was believing for more than this. And thank God for what we've got. I've looked around, there's a good number here tonight, but I was believing this room to be filled and, you know, more work progress to be had and and all the rest of it. But I'll tell you this much, I'm not going to live by what I see. I'm going to live by what God can do. God can do it, you know. You know, some of you have been longing for your family to come to faith and it seems like it's not good and things are bad. I want to encourage you to, tonight. I'm not going to bring a prophetic word, word like directly, but I want to encourage you to don't live by, by what you see. Live by what God can do. God can do it, you know. God can do it. God can do it. So tonight, what I want us to do, just in these closing moments, I'm going to ask Pete to come and join me on the, on the platform And if it's your first time here if you're new here, I don't want you thinking, oh, no, I wish I could get out of here. Because I don't want that kind of experience. I mean, no embarrassment. There's no pressure on you at all. If some of you aren't used to praying, as in you you do it on your own and you're comfortable with that, that's cool. But tonight, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask us in a moment to stand to our feet. And this man's just going to lead us in a song, first of all. And we're going to be through within 15 minutes. I said we'd be done by seven, but we'll be done by five past. But I want us to pray into a number of things. I want us to pray for this coming Sunday. That First of all, you'll have a confidence and a boldness to go and ask your friends and family. And just, they'll come. Sorry, you'll go and ask them. And secondly, that they'll come. And we're going to pray, Lord Jesus, please help us with the weather. We want the weather to be nice, don't we? It's going to be disastrous if not. The Lord knows, I understand. But we're going to pray for those people, yeah? We're also going to take some time to just pray over these cards. And I'll just have them in my hand. These are cards that you filled out at the beginning of the year. And we says we're praying for the salvation of. And there's three or four people's names on here. We're going to pray again that God would save these people. That God... We'll touch them. We're also going to take a moment to pray over this town of Mansfield and the area, Clipston, Ashfield, Worksop, Warsop, all these different areas, Kirkby, Forest Town, Ladybrook, Bull Farm, Berry Hill, towns. all these areas. We're going to believe God from to do something amazing across this area. And if we get time, and we will, we'll pray a prayer for Stephen and Alini, who are going to be your campus pastors and they're going to be here September. They're They're on the way. And we need to just pray that the Lord would bless them with giving them the rental house that they're going for, would go through, to put the house on the market, that it'd sell quickly. He's already got the transfer of the job, that that baby would be delivered well on the 15th. She's going for a C-section. And the Lord would bless them. As was on the phone, they are desperate to get down here, honestly. They are desperate to just be amongst us. And we're going to pray for them. Is that okay? So that's where we're going to go. So let's stand to our feet. Pete's going to lead us in just, we're going to go through one. We're not going to have two two lots of going at this, round the loop. One one song, and then I'm going to come and I'm going to lead us in prayer. Is that okay? So you begin to lift your heart. Receive that word to your heart. Do you receive it? Dare to trust God. Dare to believe. You bring in this moment all your requests, all your needs before God. And I'm going to stand with you and believe you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Pete.
1: Praise unbroken, praise unending, be yours, be yours forevermore. Praise untainted, praise unfading, be yours, be yours forevermore. Praise be our devotion be yours, be yours forevermore be yours, be yours forevermore My deeds out run my words. Let my life out weigh my songs. Let my deeds out run my words. Let my life out weigh my songs. Unbroken praise. Be no!
0: if we take a moment to just lift our hearts before the Lord and you begin to name that person who you're going to invite and we are going to ask you even if you're not you've classed yourself as Pentecostal we're going to ask you to be Pentecostal just for a moment if that's alright we're going to do what I mean by that is we're going to begin to name those people and we're going to begin to name them, those who we're going to invite. And we're going to believe for great weather. We're going to believe for a great atmosphere on that park. Can we just begin, just for one or two minutes, you just begin to just bring praises to God and bring your prayers before God. Come on, let's begin to pray to Him. Let's begin to thank Him. Let's begin to thank Him. Let's begin to praise Him. Let's begin to ask Him.
1: Father, we do pray, Lord, so, 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 Lord. Just pray, Lord that for those really quiet, Lord, that the invitation, Lord, will be received, Lord. We just pray, Lord, on that day, Lord, many souls, Lord, will see you, Lord. Many souls will be one, Lord, and see your glory, Lord. We just pray, Lord, for good weather, Lord, and that in and through it all, Lord, you would be glorified, Lord. So praise this day, Lord. We thank you for this day, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that we are extrovert, Lord, in inviting, Lord, and witnessing for you, Lord. Bless this day, Lord, in and throughout everything, Lord, that in it, us, Lord.
0: Thank you, Lord. Amen. Wonderful. So, guys, let's get invited. Let's believe that as we go and talk to people, they'll come and we're going to have an outstanding day, weather day. Amen. I wonder if we could just take a moment and almost picture you've got these in your hands of these salvation cards i mean there's just literally there's probably a hundred or so names on these cards some of the your friends and family you might have a loved one a husband a wife a son a daughter far away from the lord not serving the lord have no interest in the lord let's believe that in this season Like Julie says, this season that we come into, I know we're not through summer yet, but quarter four is one of our biggest attendants. And we want to pray into it. That's why we've got the week of prayer. We want to sow into it. And I know that nothing happens unless we pray. So can we begin to pray out loud like their life depends on it? Because let me say their life does depend on it so can we begin to lift our voices you begin to name those neighbours those friends, those family you begin to name them before the Lord in Jesus name in Jesus name